0: Hey guys, Jen here. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're really grateful for all the feedback that you guys have given to us and all of the positive things you've been saying. I'll be honest, I was super anxious the day that we released it. We we're just feeling super vulnerable where I was like, who's going to care about three chicks having conversations? <laughs> Seriously? But guess what? You guys do, and thank you for that. So... We're extremely excited because today we have a special guest. Her name is Lizzie Burns. Uh, She is single. (laughs) She's the best. And a while ago she shared with us this theory or idea that she had. And we thought it was super fascinating. So we invited her today to come and speak with you. Without further ado, the one, the only, Lizzie Burns. All right.
1: Okay. So, we actually met, I think it was about a year ago, yeah, when we was. all met together, mm-hmm. and we were like, we should start this podcast, yeah. and I didn't take it seriously, and you guys did, so I'm really grateful.
2: <laughs> what a, um, well, thank you for being here, and taking it seriously.
1: So, I think kind of what sparked it, or something I had mentioned when we had talked about that, um, was this Peter Pan idea that I had had, or theory that I had created, and so, um, since then, I will say that it has changed my view or perception on it. it has changed a bit. But I will let you know what the theory is, and I'll explain that after. So basically, I had this idea, and I was like, okay. I mean, I, I was kind of relating this to promo dating, but I realize it's probably just dating as millennials. So I had this idea yeah. where um, Peter Pan, so you know the story of Peter Pan. So, Peter Pan has a lot of women, and Peter Pan, he can be a girl or a boy in this situation, but for me, Peter Pan is a male, and he has a lot of options, right? He has a lot of, for a lot of our And listeners. probably for most <laughs> of our listeners. Um, so, he has a lot of women um, in his life. He has Tinkerbell, who's the loyal best friend, right? Mm-hmm. She, it's, I mean, inferred that she maybe is interested in, in him at times, and he probably gives her a little bit of mixed signals, um, and... I would assume that, given the opportunity, she would hop on that and she would date him, right?
2: Yeah, she like loves him. She's so protective yeah, of it. Very, yeah, Very, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she's sassy, fiery, and mm-hmm. then, then we have Wendy.
0: Hates Wendy.
2: She does no, hate Wendy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> then we have Wendy, who's this wife material, right? She's a little more motherly. She's put together. She's what I was thinking. Everyone said they actually wanted, right? Mm-hmm. But when it, when it comes down to it, like, she's not chosen, right? So then, um, so Tinkerbell, Wendy. Then we have Tiger Lily, who's super cool, super cultured, but really, when it comes down to it, Peter Pan and Tiger Lily are just too different to ever make things work. So the idea of it's really fun, but like, understandably, like it's just not going to work out. Um, and then last we have the mermaids, and these are, in my mind, these were these women who maybe lacked a little bit of self-respect or respect for others and were more of the people who were acting upon or being acted upon. And so with all these choices Peter had, he um, didn't end up choosing anything. He loved the attention from the mermaids, right? Mm -hmm. Soaked it up. He loved what he saw in Wendy. He's like, yeah, that's essentially what I want. But when it came down for it, he bailed. He wasn't ready for that. Um, He loves having the loyal best friend who's Mm -hmm. still there whenever Mm -hmm. he needs her. And he likes this idea of like this exotic and cool woman, but he knows that nothing will ever happen. Mm-hmm. So in the end, um Peter stays in Neverland because he doesn't make this choice and he doesn't grow up. So that was my idea. And I will say that um when I first had this thought, um, I called it the Peter Pan theory, and I was taking it from more of a victim side. I was like, Oh wow, dating's so hard, like boys are so rude and inconsiderate yeah, the and can't even, yeah I've been that best friend I've been told oh you're that Wendy but when it comes down to it, everyone bails I'm like why can't you guys commit
2: um you're just flirtatious yeah take you seriously exactly
1: and so like I think mm-hmm. at times like a lot of us have been all those different women totally <clears throat> so I was really frustrated I'm but...
0: definitely a mermaid <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so um thinking on this again when you guys asked me to talk about it I have realized that my view on it has actually changed quite a bit because I think we're super quick to like to bash and to kind of put the blame on something. But instead of seeing it more as like, hey, I'm the victim. I've seen it more as a pattern of behavior that I'm observing in dating with not just me, but with a lot of other women and other men um, that I am surrounded by. And so now it's more of like, OK, like I see this pattern. How am I going to break this? Like, I don't. Like, I'm not going to be a part of it. Like, I don't want to be that, that girl who's just providing attention, but I don't mean it. Mm. I don't want to be that girl who's just being tossed around, told that she's that wife material that they want, but they're not ready to commit. So I just linger. So that's kind of how it's changed a little bit for me. But um, I was talking to a good friend. Do you guys have any questions on that before I move on to this? Any thoughts? That's kind of a lot. That's
0: amazing. Well, I think one thing too is when I put it in the context also of like, oh man, how am I Peter Pan? Like, do I do the same thing? Like, should it, is it healthy? This is a thought that I had is like, is it healthy to establish like, then I definitely have a type or some kind of thing that I'm looking for. And there's so many options So instead of being concerned with so many options that are good, should I just know? But I really like this kind, so I'm going to look around. I like so podcast people. Before we started, Lizzie was talking about jeans, and you'll get into it more. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I like the idea of like, okay, cool, I love blue jeans, and I could choose from 20 different styles. But I know that I like this one style, so instead of worrying about the other 19, I'm just going to focus and the one, like, is that healthy or does that keep me? Because I is feel like, yeah, like, time, this is something yeah. that I've struggled with is, like, I definitely have a type, blah, blah, blah. But, like, there's so many options, you know? And oh, so yeah. people are like, well, remain open. And I'm like, okay, so what's the balance between never making a decision because you want to remain open-minded and this fear of if I, like, commit to what I like? That doesn't exist yet. It is. It's more like I've created this possibility of this kind of person and that's what I'm going to look for it's difficult you know it's like how do you and then it's like then people come along and I'm like oh but they haven't met these requirements so I don't want to commit to you and I've wondered like are my requirements stupid are they too lofty are they the worst like is this Wendy material person coming along but I'm like oh but you know and so yeah so also like man those are thoughts
1: Okay, no, those are, are good thoughts. thoughts? Yeah. I, think, I think we can hit on some of those in a minute. Great. Do you have any other thoughts?
2: Um, I just have questions for you. I don't know if I should ask now or later.
1: Um, maybe later. Okay. I think I... Um, One thing I do want to say is that I, I do think... Down. Okay, that's great. Um, I do think it's important that you... Because at first I was like, yeah, like, right, I'm the victim. but yeah. then I realized, like, no, no, no. Like, I've been that person. Like, I've been... The Tinkerbell. Yeah. Or the Wendy that's just, like, still, like, hanging on to Peter Pan. Exactly. Or even the Peter Pan at times where I'm like, yeah, 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 no, no, no. I don't know. Like, so many options. Like, why choose, you know? So, like, I'm I'm not, I'm guilty of that. And I realize that I am.
0: Instead of, like, being angry at people, it's been, I feel like, especially, too, in the past year, I've taken a lot more accountability for my own happiness and situation where now I look at any situation, I'm like, all right, I'm the variable. What am I contributing? So that's right. cool. Yeah. Oh,
1: Lizzie, way to do. <laughs> so, um, kind of, so I, like I was saying, I was talking to a friend, um, and he introduced me to uh, a man named Barry Schwartz or his work. And he writes this book in 2014 or 2004. Um, and it's called the paradox of choice. Why more is less. And essentially in this, he presents the idea that our like social culture and our abundance and our um, all of our options diminishes our satisfaction. And um, there was also a study done where there were two sets of people. One set of people got 10 pairs of jeans to choose from. And they were told to choose one pair. And the other set of people got two pairs of jeans. And both parties were told that they um, they could take back these jeans, like no big deal, you can return them, um, just make a choice. And um, what they found was that group that had two pairs of genes, given the options of two pairs of genes, they made a choice rather quickly, and they stuck with that choice. And the group that so were given, yeah, super interesting, and the group that were given 10 pairs of genes and were told to make a decision on one pair, they um, took an awfully long time deciding on what genes they wanted, and the return of the genes was at a, gr- a greater rate than the pair, or the group with two. And so it's this idea that um, choice is demotivating. Like when we're giving, given so many choices, like we tend to not know how to choose one. It's like
0: crippling. It's crippling. The options because we're worried about making the wrong choice. Right. Or also I feel like my problem is like maybe those jeans, there's a few nuances where you're like, well, I don't know, the pockets on this one are cool, but I love right. the hem on this one. Where so, it fits a little better. Yeah, it fits you know Maybe the quality's not as
1: great. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like then you start getting into these weird like, mm. Well I'm gonna be more specific. So picky. Yeah. And I mean when we're choosing something, like we kind of want to be, right? Yeah, and then because it's like, well I have ownership, so like right. I this is gonna be mine. I have to keep this. Yeah, let me make sure. And then you go home and then you're like, I'm still dreaming about those other pants. Uh, and then you get the other pants and you're probably like, shoo, I made the brown shoe. <laughs> you know. I oh, don't no. know. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly.
1: And um, what Barry Schwartz, he also talked about this, a similar idea with a jam, um, like jam you spread on bread, you know. And basically what he said is that the increased choice leads to paralysis rather than liberation. Because I think often we're like, oh, we're so free, like we have so many options, so many ways we could steer our, our lives or in dating but really, um, the science behind it is that it leads to paralysis
2: and not so much freedom.
0: Hmm.
1: Which is pretty interesting. What are you guys, what are you guys thinking? This lots to take in.
2: Um, I think my thoughts are, like, I, I see that. So many choices. There's also been another study I read about jams. Um, stores that have more, like, a bigger variety of jams don't sell as much jam because everyone's like, what the freak? What jam am I supposed to use? Yeah. But and then they when, don't even choose so they choose. don't even choose one they're yeah, just they too overwhelmed that's why i'm like done there in the first place yeah to get so oh i just can't i'm just it's too much um but then i just i can't seem i hear you and i'm listening and i'm like oh this is such good stuff um and i think a lot of our listeners live in provo we live in provo or like utah valley um, there's so many choices there's two colleges in this town like there's so many choices <laughs> But I can't seem to shake this feeling of like, well, if we have only two options, are we settling?
0: Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? No, literally.
0: Or... This has been me. Wait, is it okay? Can I share something? I I love everything you're sharing. I'm glad you brought that up. So lately, yeah, I feel like this has been my thing. Like, my standards too high because if I go for this other person, I feel like I'm settling. And especially it's because, like, I've worked really hard to, like, be the person that I am. Like, just care, like, going to therapy, doing all these things, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's this possibility of me dating this person, and something in my gut was just like, no, you shouldn't. Like, there's something else. And I was like, flip. Am I just being that person that's like, oh, the grass will be greener when? Because I was like, they're really good. Mm -hmm. And I have all these reasons for why I feel like it wouldn't have worked out, but really I'm like, they don't hold any water. Like, they're just me trying to justify why I didn't feel good about it. Mm. And it's been some time now, and I'm like, man, nobody else has come along that's even, like, remotely compared to this person as far as their character traits and attributes and so many things. I'm like, did I make the wrong choice? Yeah. But then I feel like it comes down to, like, your motivation behind your choice. Right. Where mine was like, okay, my gut is telling me something, and, like, it doesn't really make sense because somebody else might come along where I might be like, but he's also broke. But I'm like, yeah, but it feels great, you know? Right. And this other dude was broke, and my excuse was like, well, I'm broke too, and I, it's a struggle for me. <laughs> and then I was like, really? that I don't really care about that? So anyway, it's just interesting of, like, is it a process of cho- choice in that we need to date somebody to validate how we feel, so we keep looking for the next best thing, the hotter person, this person, right. because it will somehow validate who we are. And I feel like that might be a thing where I've more been like, well, I want to commit to someone that I really feel like just solid about, where they like excite me and I'm inspired by them. Anyway, it's just yeah, choosing the right person is right. so like. This is, I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, I I think yeah, I understand what you. you're saying. Um, I think it goes
1: along with the question that you asked on how I stopped becoming the victim and how I kind of changed yeah. that mindset. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, so um, going back to my conver- a conversation I had with one of my friends. Um, we were talking about this actually, and he said something along the lines of if you constantly are looking for perfect interactions, or the perfect person, you're going to be disappointed. Um, and. But then you're gonna be like, okay, yep, the grass is greener. You go and find something else, and then you have this intoxic- intoxication of like newness, right? The spark, this like excitement, and then that wears off. And then you're in that same spot. So I think I think the danger here is just looking for that perfect interaction. I've had experiences in dating where um, I've had to be a little more practical. I'm not a super feeling type person. And so she I take
2: balances us.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when both of us are like, no! I'm emotional,
0: so emotional. emotional. <laughs> I
1: mean, it comes out, but like overall, I think I'm a little more practical than I am feeling driven. Um, and I just decided I was like, okay, this person, like, they really increased like my quality of life. Like, I notice I'm happier when I'm around them. Yeah, they have this, 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 and a whole lot of this that I really just am not a fan of. But overall, like. I am being uplifted oh, by dating him. And so what oh, I did, I, I was like, okay, like, I recognize that. I realize he doesn't have a lot of things that I actually am looking for. However, like, I am being uplifted by dating him. And so I continued dating mm-hmm. him until yeah. I felt like that was no longer the case. So then you're calling and your I life, And I communicated wasn't, that. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is actually becoming a stressor. And I tried communicating. We tried working through things. And um, bottom line, like, we both felt the same. We're like, yeah, we just don't feel that drive anymore which I think is fine. But I think as long as you're checking in with yourself, if, like, that is your mindset going into something like that, um, I think, I don't know. That's been a successful thing for me um, because I I do understand, like, I have these ideas of what I want in a relationship, right, what I want in a marriage. I'm 26. I feel like I've dated quite a bit, and I know the qualities I'm looking for and the qualities I really don't want. However, I do feel like people... um, are able to be more of what you need than without you even realizing that's what you need. Mm. So, yes, I think I have this idea of like the perfect guy that I want, but I'm not restricting myself to that when dating.
2: But how do you, as you're talking, I was thinking um, you had this awesome relationship, your quality of life was better with him, but then eventually your quality of life wasn't better.
1: Right. And the reason for that is I just got to know more. We just realized.
2: So it's not necessarily the the grass was greener, it was just like No,
1: it was just like, oh we realized maybe we're not as compatible now as we were before. Or uh, like issues came up that like maybe we just couldn't get past um things that I mean, that happens all the time in relationships. Yeah. Totally. So it wasn't that, oh yep, okay. Find something new. Find something better. Mm -hmm. It was just like, wow, like, I'm actually really sad. And it was a really, it was a sad breakup. Like, I really still want to spend time with you. Like, I don't want to leave. Let's hang out. Well, we just broke up. We can't, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was more of of that type of.
0: Whereas more like, I don't see how we could ever overcome this long term. Because, like, every couple is going to get to a point where, like, okay now there's some conflict right there's some things like oh I'm learning more about you okay have this extra baggage but do you feel like it was something that was like wait this is something that absolutely yeah yeah, like how do you know I guess when to throw in the towel because like no relationship is going to come without its own bumps in the road for sure
1: and I think the most important part um is communicating that like I, I'm pretty blunt and forward with like what I'm expecting and kind of what I portray, I guess, in a relationship, and I think that's what makes it less complicated and more like, hey, like this is what like I'm expecting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't really know exactly if you're what I'm not going able to like, but like
0: meet these needs that I have. Yeah. I don't okay, know. Nice. I just
1: I make sure they understand where I'm at at all times in the relationship, or try and do my best at least, so they, so cool. there's no confusion, there's no guessing. I'm still respecting him. Um, yeah. it's like that. This is kind of taking a different turn,
0: but yeah, but that's okay. That's why we're a podcast too. Yeah, it's just one idea sparks another. I just feel like I'm talking about me the whole time. No. That's why wow. you're the what guest speaker because you're <laughs> you the know more. guest of honor. <laughs> yeah. Because she, sitting here with her laptop and notes. Oh, gosh. And backing things up with science. And we're all like, well, just because I'm feeling a nerd. This, this is my feeling about that. Yeah, and I read a quote which made me feel this. Oh, I love it. You're incredible. Um, Ellie, oh, yeah. Oh, you're go gonna ahead.
2: Say
0: I was going to say, what were some of your questions?
2: Um, yeah, well, I feel like you answered it. Like the victim. How did you go from, like, oh, I'm the victim in this theory of every guy around here is a Peter Pan and how do I, where do I fit in to just being like, wait, I find this as a probably universal behavior and it probably has to do with too many choices.
1: Yeah, I think for me, um, it also had to do with just like maturity, like just being Mm. a more mature dater. And also um, not being as prideful. (laughs) And realizing that I have a lot of faults and i 'm probably contributing to this um, like behavioral cycle and this dating scene, which I know I am if i 'm dating around this area, I am contributing so um, I guess it was just more of like me checking with myself I'm like, okay, this is something I hate. Whoa, whoa, whoa wait a second you 've done that, and hmm. so it was more like, okay, yeah, I, I hate when people do that to me like i don 't want to be that, so it was me recognizing my own flaws and. Wow, that's... and Wow, going from there but um going along with that um, one thing that my friend also had his name is Xander I don't know if you guys know Xander Jensen he's awesome shout out to Xander but um I was actually talking to <laughs> him today
0: stoked smart friends, yeah.
1: <laughs> our smart friend Xander um so these are questions he actually has asked me before he said so so I told him this idea of my Peter Pan um, syndrome is what I call it now, not so much a theory. Um, and he's like, okay, well, how, how are you changing that? I kind of explained what I just told you guys. He's like, so you're going on dates, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, then you're obviously in that behavioral cycle. He's like, yes. And he's like, are you ghosting people? I was like, oh, maybe sometimes. Um,
2: he's I mean, like, we all do it.
0: We all do it, and it's so uncomfortable. It, I've gotten so much better stressed. at being so I really I have to Be like, Ugh. I just I'm like, here's the straight truth. I'm not interested, but I really yeah. appreciate it. And here's these well, awesome things. How do they say that nicely? Here. I
2: feel like a lot of our listeners probably are. I feel like it was harder when I was younger. I mean, oh, yeah, right. I I only got better at not ghosting the older I got. (laughs) But I feel like some of our listeners are probably younger and in that stage of like going on so many dates, like, where it's stressful. What it, like, what I feel like we should say, what is a good way Um, of like an appropriate, kind, thoughtful way of expressing I'm not interested? This has
1: been a hard one for me because I feel like. I've gotten input from men who are like, yeah, I would rather just the girl tell me straight up and yeah, I do that and that they much. are very rude on, not always, but on occasion I've had the some beaming. very, very mean interactions and yeah, I'm like, and oh, that's, that's like, a little disheartening. Cause that's like what I'm told. <laughs> but like, I think regardless, like just to be upfront and honest and, um, I don't know, I usually will be like, Hey, I really appreciate it, but just being real, like I don't really see this going anywhere. Um, yeah. I've had a good time getting to know you, but.
0: And this is what it's yeah. hard no matter what. Yeah, it's I just have been honest where I do this. I learned this from like companionship, as a missionary. You say a nice thing, you bring up the oh, criticism in the middle. <laughs> you say more nice things at the end. So I've been like, hey, thank you so much for tonight. Say something positive about it, and then go to the truth. Like I at this point, I'm not interested in pursuing a, any kind of relationship with you. Right. Thank you so much for the t- your time. I really appreciated these qualities about who you were. You were this, great. this, this. Thank you. Then you're living on a positive note. Yeah. Only. And then you make them feel like you're amazing. I just... And also something that I've come to learn, too, is not to take rejection personally. Right. And I this has been happening just within the past few weeks. I realized that when a person rejects me, it doesn't have to do with me it has to deal Mm -hmm. with that person's weird internal settings of whatever they're attracted to what they're looking for whatever and I may not fit that but it isn't because I'm not attractive and I'm not this and I'm not that it's just we're all conditioned and programmed based on our upbringing whatever and this isn't dating and in anything where I've just learned to be like okay cool they're rejecting me but I don't know what's going on in their brain and in their life This turned into rejecting people to me getting rejected. Let me be honest. I have far more um, experience with being rejected. Like, the being rejected. No, just in life in general. I'm like, I'm very used to it. And so, I guess, uh, yeah. Now when I reject people, it's like, I've been rejected so much that I try and make it this thing that helps a person know. Like, it's literally not because... They have any faults or whatever. Yeah.
1: Is it still recording? Just double checking. Yeah. See.
0: Yeah. Oh, we're twenty-four minutes, guys. We have fifteen seconds left. (laughs) (laughs) So basically,
1: um, any thoughts or anything to add before I kind of just. You're amazing. No, and if
2: you want this episode to go longer. We want you to say all the things. Yeah. We want you to share all your knowledge.
1: Oh wow. Um. Okay. Well, one, I'm I'm definitely not a dating expert. I'm sure you guys have known people I've dated, and they
0: would <laughs> probably agree with me. <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> nobody is unless you like research dating, and then you're boring. And then I so so just expert. yeah. You you here I am. Exactly. Or, <laughs> um, or I feel like I've watched this dating expert, and I'm like homeboy is insecure, which that's funny to me too. Like here's a dating expert, but I'm like. I low key would not want to date you because you seem like the person that I need to validate all the time. <laughs> right, so, yeah, like, yeah. bye. Anyway. See ya. So, I, yeah, I, I think
1: um, the most important part about this whole peer pan syndrome um, is to kind of do a self check and realize where are you in that cycle? Mm. Are you contributing to this? Because these are things that you, maybe you have noticed, maybe things that you hate about dating, but I, I can guarantee that you have been somewhere in that cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and where's that change gonna start? Like it's only gonna start with you. I've implemented that change and I've had a lot more successful dating um relationships than I have before I understood kind of this concept. So that's been fun to see. Um Mm -hmm. but it's more of like a self reflection, like how am I doing, how am I contributing, how can I make this situation better. Okay, I have a question
0: for you. Yes. Uh, This podcast is going to go longer I'm just like bursting (laughs) One, listen, I really am so proud of you And the progress that you made in the past year When we first talked about this And now your like shift and how you see it I think it's so cool That's not a small thing My question My question for you is Say you identified yourself As a Peter Pan You're like, Mm -hmm. oh my beep, I am Peter Pan Have you done that, number one? Have um, you identified with?
1: Yes. Oh, I've absolutely, yeah, I've been Peter Pan for sure really? at times.
0: Okay. At times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not <laughs> saying like, so are you always Peter, so What I'm trying Peter, to get right? as I'm you're totally Peter, Peter. Yeah, yeah. I'm like low-key trying to make you realize, <laughs> No, not at all. More it's, I bet I'm Peter Pan and I don't realize it. So how did you recognize that in yourself? And then what did you go, what did you do to grow up?
1: To grow up and leave Neverland.
0: Yeah.
1: Try oh, I kind of want to ask that question. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: Like, how do we, um, as girls or boys? Actually, we have some male listeners, yes. and I yes. love it so much.
0: Remember, Peter can be a boy or girl. Yeah. How do we? When um, we first said that one, we like, "Shut up, gay community!" When you are like, "They <laughs> might be a boy," Now, I was like, "Is that bad?" I no. Don't
2: know. We like, love and accept anybody no matter who they are, or what ethnicity or sexuality, whatever. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, yeah, Jen, how do we recognize we're Peter Pan? That's what Jen said, right? How do we, um, and then you said, like, no, the change starts with you. Um, how do we change? How to implement that change? Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, for me recognizing, I don't know if this will be universal. I really don't. But for and me, yeah, just for, for you. you. Okay. So, for me recognizing that I was a Peter, I was, I had a moment where I was just incredibly frustrated with dating. Um... And I had this idea, right, this Peter Pan theory. And I think it was pointed out to me um, by a family member that I had been Peter before. Hmm. I was like, no, I haven't. Immediately defensive. And then looking back, I started reflecting. A right? Oh, this sign. Mm-hmm. I started reflecting on some of the, the way that I handled maybe those situations like that or... Um, how I interacted with people and how meaningful my interactions were. And that made me realize, wow, yep, I have absolutely been a Peter. And that's because of my lack of communication. And maybe when I'm not interested and I'm letting someone just be strung along, when I'm maybe feeling like a little low, a little less confident than normal. Oh, where do I go? I go to this person because I know they'll give me attention, but I have no Mm -hmm. intentions of actually dating. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to those mermaids, right? Um, So I think it's, for me, like I, I had a, someone who loved me who pointed that out and I was able to look back on relationships and reflect on those times when I had been, um, which for me wasn't motivating enough, excuse me, was motivating enough for, um, me to start implementing that change because I recognized the feelings that I had, um, when I was being that Peter or when someone was being a Peter to me and like, I hated that. I didn't feel good. And, um, that was motivation enough, enough for me to um, want to change my behaviors to better someone, to leave people better than I found them in a dating relationship, to make sure that I'm being honest and open and communicating all these things and the feelings that I'm having throughout mm-hmm. the relationship. I don't ever think communication early on is a bad thing. I think people tend to kind of like freak out when you communicate these things right
2: because it's like oh I don't want to scare him away
0: but that's what a relationship is <laughs> yeah no, I don't want to be heck? myself I'm like, no, I don't want to scare him away by being myself I'm no. like well guess what great go well i are gonna hard. find out yeah, to I hear people like ease into it your personality I'm like dog they're gonna make that choice if right. they like you or not you might, might as, as you well get it over with right yeah. yeah like I'd rather have them be like okay, Jen's too much, and then oh, be like, You're right, I
2: am. too much." Yeah, you, be I like, guess, cool, exactly,
0: like, see ya. Instead of them being like, oh my gosh, I did not realize that Jen's like this, you right. know, because yeah. I, like, tried to mask it or whatever. Like, when has anyone ever had a success story with, like, I did not know who she really was till the 10th date, and then I was <laughs> it, you know? It's like, and I'm so glad she waited. Like, right. I've never heard that yeah. before. Nor have I. <laughs> yeah, it's always been like, then I finally discovered, you know, or where they loved the, yeah. the eccentricities in the beginning, and that's why they were attracted to them. Right. Anyway.
1: did I answer your question?
0: No, because I interjected. I think I'm sorry. No, I was, <gasps> I was
1: finished with my thoughts. Oh. And, and I think that might be something that's maybe more individual. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's a uni- mm. universal thing that I can provide an answer for everyone. But Right.
0: Maybe we could ask that close out. Because I'm even like, man, I'm probably a Peter Pan. I just don't realize it. Like, yeah, because I've had my qualms with dating where I'm like, ugh, this is a frustrating thing. My next question was, because I feel like I identify most with Wendy, where right. I still am like, but I keep these Peter Pans in my life. Right. Anyway, yeah, like even though I'm amazing, because I like having Peter around. Oh,
2: that's a good
0: point. Because I'm like, Absolutely. dog, I'm like a Wendy to the bone. I'm like, <laughs> flip. And so I'd say, man, I'm trying to get better at letting go of these Peter Pans in my life. Instead, like we are saying, to not be a victim, but to realize, oh, I'm contributing to this right. problem by going to Neverland, you right? know? Whereby, like, being like, yay, I love living in Neverland. I'm like, <laughs> Neverland's <laughs> not real. Yeah, like, Peter's not going to grow up. He's not right, choosing exactly. you. And so I feel like, oh, how do you... Because... What I've learned is, like, learning to truly value myself or trust in, like, alternate possibilities or something better, you know, where I'm trying to not be, like, yeah, okay. So my thing, I guess, is, like, okay, I feel like I'm 1D and I'm trying to not be a Peter Pan of not choosing people. Right. What's that beautiful gray balance, you know, that gray line of, like, I also feel like this
1: should know. be a natural process. Okay, that's rad. I feel like... I, I, I don't know. Um, the expert. We're like the, the <laughs> I'm not an expert, you not, guys, but you at are. all. No, but I feel, like, I feel like sometimes we think too much about things and mm. we, we kind of disregard. like. <gasps> but then you have the opposite end where we don't think at all and we just are completely feeling. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a balance for sure. But, um, I mean, if you compliment each other you enjoy spending time with them, and you realize that, yeah, they're, like, enhancing my life. Like, I'm happy yeah. when I'm around them. Look at this past two weeks. I've been, like, stoked. I've been happy. I've
0: been... Yeah, but it's been good.
1: Yeah, and so, yeah, I don't know. I, I by no means, like, don't force. By any means, anything. don't force, like, don't try and force anything. Yeah,
0: trust your gut. Our guts yeah. know. I feel like we know, right? If something's, look a little bit off, and the, I guess... I feel like what I'm learning is like your motivation for the decisions you make also says a lot, you know? Like what is your motive in right. the decision you're making? Why are you making this decision? What helped me? Am I, because I'm applying this to myself or right. maybe I'm being selfish. I you don't know. Not this whole time. So. But I'm like, wow, love this theory. Where am I at in this theory? Okay. Right now I'm resonating as Wendy. Yeah.
1: And you definitely go through cycles. Yes.
0: Yeah, and maybe tomorrow I'll return to my mermaid, you know, former status. (laughs) Um, Okay, cool. So I think for me, it's like, great. Let me understand the motivation by why I'm doing this. I'm not being indecisive if I'm like, I feel strongly that I should make this choice. Right. I'm going to commit to this choice and commit to what I feel is right for me. Anyway.
1: And oftentimes, after, like, making a choice and, like, committing to that choice, you'll find out very soon if that choice was not correct. Yeah. Um, but I also think that, um, so Peter in this, the only problem with Peter in this story yeah, is that... I mean, yes, he has a lot of options and a lot of choices. The only reason that's an actual problem for him
0: is he doesn't ever he doesn't, choose. Yeah,
1: he never chooses. And Ooh. because of that, he can't leave this Neverland. Right? Interesting. Where like, he Peter's not grow making up. any choices at all. And that that growing up or leaving Neverland is progression. And this can be applied to different aspects in life too, not just dating. Yeah. But I think Ooh. that's where the
0: problem Ooh. is. Yeah. Okay, this is right. Oh, interesting. Is that progression is making a choice? so. If we're ever worried that we're doing grass is greener... Grass is greener doesn't lead to progression, right? If we're continually moving on to the next best thing, that's not progress. That's Mm -hmm. just moving. That's just trading stocks, whatever. Yeah, but if I feel like I'm making a decision and I'm advancing my life forward... Right. And I'm like, rad, I can make this decision now. Or I feel like in the future, as I'm advancing my life and I'm doing things... Ooh, okay. I like that motivation behind a decision, and also is this decision making um, enabling progress right. and, and I,
1: upward? And I think that's. I mean, maybe that's that maybe it. we should have focused on more, but I think that is the key to kind of this idea. Is a self check. <gasps>
2: yeah, I like that. Yeah, this. I like that we wrapped it up with that. Like, okay, the Peter Pan is no choice at all.
0: Yeah, and that he's not progressing. He's stuck in this state of never growing. We don't. We don't want to be stuck. Ever growing up, always in this space of bliss, and you think it's great, but really, there's such joy and commitment and growth and progress. Absolutely. Yeah. Poor Peter. <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah. Bless his heart. Bless his Um,
2: all. I think something I want to say to, like, wrap it up. um, As you guys were talking, this came to my head um, of not contributing to this Peter Pan syndrome. Um, As us girls, if we're categorized as mermaids, I feel like that one's hard to admit,
0: but Mm. we know.
2: And I think to advice to those Mm. um, girls who feel like they're stuck in that... um, I don't know what to call it, stage? Or
0: maybe when yeah, they're just not feeling good. I mean,
2: I was in that stage. Or like, yeah. I loved uh-huh. being the mermaid. But here's the thing. You're worth more
0: Yeah. than
2: that. You're worth more than eye candy. You know, you have depth. And yeah. go search for that depth. Right. You yeah. know, you're amazing, beautiful, empowered creatures. And you're more than just, like, someone pretty to look at. Oh, yes. absolutely. If you're freaking Tinkerbell... You know what? Go find a dude that wants to like put a ring on it and have you as his friend. best friend. Yeah. And, and Tinkerbell. You know. And like all the cute. You know, beautiful that is an unhealthy place for you to be in. Yeah. And Agreed. you deserve more than that. If you're Wendy, like go find the guy. Be who's Windy. Like, I feel like Wendy went home. She Wendy went freaking home. She left Peter. She's okay. like, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. stay if wanna go back to my parents. Yeah. If you're Wendy
1: O J Waviness. Wendy. Yeah. Um keep
2: going. You don't have to like be envious of Tinkerbell or yeah. the mermaids. So it's hard. If you're Tiger Lily, I feel like Tiger bad ass. Yes, <laughs> so so right. Lily is a badass. Yes. be Tiger Lily. Don't hang out with Peter though. Like go yeah, yeah, find yeah, a different yeah. dude. Go be your own tiger. <laughs> don't let don't don't be someone's choice. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's how I feel like yeah. I love that. The end, right, Their guys? Aside from me
0: making fun of mermaids, yeah, that's lame. I should not
2: Oh, it. I was for sure mermaid. My poor self. Dude, a mermaid. My poor younger baby. I just wish I could hold my younger yeah.
0: self. And just tell them, like, I love what you said. I love what you said. I love what Women all the said. I love this. I leave every podcast being like... <laughs> <laughs> Women, yeah. And <laughs> men. Good so job, much. guys. Yeah, and men. Men are great, too. I think I read this amazing quote the other day that was like... We aren't validating the amazing things that men are doing, right? We're so quick to be like meh meh nah. you right. know, like I have been
2: so that was quick to kind do I am like victim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And we're and and we're degrading men. So I just wanna do a quick shout out for all the amazing things that men are doing and how valuable you are as well and that you're amazing. All right. Thanks
2: for having Thanks me. Thanks for listening, Nien. Wow, yeah. listening. Lizzie, thank you for being here today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. You gave us amazing insights. Um, let us know your questions, comments, thoughts. Uh, we'll put Lizzie's like, Instagram handle up on our social media. You can always text <laughs> us, DM us, comments. On yeah, the we love them. We love it. It honestly makes us so happy. Yes. Let us know if you have any cool ideas, too, about things.